This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, November 9th, 2017. I'm Caleb Brown. The Kansas attempt at tax reform in 2012 should be instructive for the federal government. The state cut taxes and increased spending. And that was a bad idea, according to Dave Trabert, president of the Kansas Policy Institute. We spoke at the State Policy Network annual meeting in San Antonio. Kansas has been uh, really criticized for its tax and spending changes that occurred, I believe, in 2012. It, the, the bill was passed in 2012, went into effect in 2013. Okay, so what did happen? I mean, clearly it's, it was a mismatch of taxation and spending. So, of course, Kansas made a lot of mistakes. I mean, what state in its right mind would want to be like Kansas? You, they, they cut taxes and raise spending. That's a fourth-grade math problem that was bound to fail. Right. Well, but that the federal government, of course, does it all the time. But uh, so what have you learned about this uh that what the tax changes in Kansas? One of the things we learned uh, was that what drives taxation levels. Uh, when we started into this process, a lot of conservatives came to us saying, look, we love this idea, but how will government operate on much lower revenue? And so we did the research, and what we found was kind of an old V8 moment. It was It's the spending. Uh, every state provides the same basic basket of services. They have education and social services and highways and so forth. But the states that provide those services at better prices can pass the savings on in lower taxes. So, for example, the states in 2015, the states that tax income, spent 42% more per resident than the states without an income tax. They're all providing the same services, but the states with lower taxes are providing those at much lower prices, and that's what keeps taxes low. Okay, so how were corporations treated before this, these tax changes in Kansas? In Kansas, the corporations, the C corporations, uh, were not changed. Uh, they, they, the state looked at that. There was a, a decision not to reduce the C corporate uh, because the C corporations, frankly, wanted to keep the tax subsidies that they had. And, and so the C-Corp rate didn't change. The, what Kansas did do, though, was to exempt income for the other businesses, the so-called pass-through entities, which are subchapter S corporations, partnerships, proprietorships, and some limited liability corporations. So some LLCs, not all? Well, it depends. The LLC uh, can choose to be taxed as a C-Corp or as a partnership. Okay. So, so, so those, a single-owner LLC, for example, that's all passed through? They, they can decide. That's up to them. But So th- for the IRS purposes, they actually consider them partnerships. So let's just say partnerships, sub-S, and proprietorships. Okay. Well, what did you learn about, uh, about them? Uh, what we learned, uh, one thing, is that uh, the not just Kansas, but the United States in general, is very dependent upon jobs from those pass-through entities. Uh, there's a census database that allows you to track employment by legal form of organization. And what we learned was that the jobs at pass-through entities are almost at parity with C-Corps. Uh, the most recent data showed that C-Corps have about 45% of the private sector job force in this country, and pass-through entities have 42%. The, the rest is nonprofit and, and a few other uh, they, that they really can't identify. So that three-point gap, that was in 2015. Five years before, it was an eight-point gap. We are almost at parity with pass-through jobs, and 
probably before too long, there will be more people employed by pass-through entities than by C-Corps. Okay. And what? tell me what drove that change. Uh well, what's driving that change, uh, we, we, I, frankly, we don't know what's driving that change, uh, but the, the fact is that they are changing. And, and we know in Kansas it was not because, because Kansas is seeing something similar, but it's not because companies were changing their tax status. They weren't realigning, uh, they weren't changing from C-Corp to pass-through. There was a tiny amount of that but, that, frankly, happened before taxes were cut and, and pass-throughs were exempt. What we're, we're just seeing that these companies are the ones that are growing. And and they are um, they're also they're, perhaps it's the more entrepreneurial entrepreneurial nature. Uh, it it could be that the uh, the C corps are growing, but not nearly as fast. And maybe some of that is because money has been and jobs have been shipped overseas, where there's a more favorable tax climate. We know we've seen some of that. Uh, but the point is that I mean, and this is where we think it really informs the national tax discussion. Uh, the emphasis up until recently had just been on cutting the C-Corp rate, which was among the highest, if not the, the highest in the nation at 35%. Uh, so if, but if that's all you're doing, now that we know that pass-through jobs are almost at parity, you're, you're kind of leaving half the uh, employment economy uh, on the sidelines. So if you're really trying to grow the economy and stimulate growth, you want to look at uh, the, the big pieces, and pass-throughs are part of that. The other thing we learned... Uh, and, and, and this is fascinating. Um, the if not for jobs created by new establishments, which could be a C corp or a pass through, but if not for jobs created by new establishments, this country would not have had a single year of private sector job growth since 1977. That's how dependent we are, and every state is just as dependent. Uh, in Kansas, we would have had two years of private sector job growth, if not for the new establishment. So when you understand that you have uh, pass-through companies almost at parity employment-wise, and they're growing much faster, and you understand that the country is so dependent upon new establishments creating new jobs, then that says we must do something about the pass-through uh, tax rate as well as the C-Corp tax rate, which, and frankly, the pass-through tax rate is worse than the C-Corp. At 35%, the pass-through maximum rate right now is 39.6. Because it's personal income. Because it's personal income. So, uh, you know, it, it's interesting you're talking about new establishments, and it's probably underappreciated the extent to which uh, capital uh, freed up by companies that fail create uh, a lot provide a lot of the juice that goes into new uh, business creation and drives some of that job growth. Mm -hmm. So uh, it seems to me that letting businesses fail more easily without any interference whatsoever from the government is something that uh, is important to do as well. Well, and, and what that really says is uh, stop throwing good money after bad. You think about how many of the tax subsidies that state and local governments throw at companies that are, frankly, on the decline. They might not know it, but generally speaking, uh, you're, you're trying to prop up the businesses because they're there and maybe because they make for good uh, headlines and ribbon-cutting opportunities. But those are the companies that are in long-term decline for the most part. They're not as dynamic. Larger companies are not as dynamic. They're more likely to seek right. rents from the government. That's right. So here's another thing. Uh, let me give you a couple of company names and see if we can figure out what these companies have in common. Apple, Amazon, Walt Disney, 
Mattel, Whole Foods, Coors Molson, Nordstrom, Garmin, and Facebook. They buy a lot of other companies. Every one of those started in a garage, a basement, or a bedroom. We're so dependent. The big, we're looking for gazelles. Dr. Art Hall at the University of Kansas calls this looking for gazelles. This is, again, it's part of because we're so dependent upon new establishments, new startups, uh, and you want to encourage more risk-taking. You want to encourage people to take risk, invest capital, and so if you can reduce the, the tax rate on that, uh, then you do encourage more startups, and you get some of these things that start out in, in garages or bedrooms, and they become huge conglomerates over time. Dave Trabert is president of the Kansas Policy Institute. Subscribe to and rate the Cato Daily Podcast at iTunes and Google Play, and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.